Well, hello everyone. My name is Professor Peter Nash from the Griffith University in beautiful downtown Brisbane. And today I'm joined by my uh, international colleague, Professor Tsutomo Takeuchi, who's Vice President at Keio University and Prefer Professor of Medicine in the Division of Rheumatology and Clinical Immunology at Keio University School of Medicine. Welcome back, Tom. It's great to have another discussion with you today. And the research paper we're going to be looking at today is one recently published in Modern Rheumatology, uh, where Tom is the leading author. And it's looking at upadacitinib monotherapy versus methotrexate monotherapy in methotrexate naive Japanese patients with rheumatoid arthritis. And it's a, a preliminary sub-analysis of the data. So I was going to ask you first, Tom, how has the whole COVID thing affected you? and your patients and how you've been treating your patients in the time of COVID and what about vaccination in Japan? Uh, thank you very much for kind asking. Uh, at present time, the, the number of daily new cases of COVID-19 is coming down a little bit. Uh, daily new cases in Japan is like 200 to 300. Uh, but one month before, that is going up to a 2,500 or 3,300 even. And so a, the one month a, a before, uh, we are very much a con conscious about the, the, the rapid increase of uh, COVID-19. That is uh, the third, third peak. However, at present time, that is uh, coming down by a, a quarantine or the, uh, not lockdown, but uh, a soft lockdown uh, in Japan. And a, as a result, the, the patient with uh, rheumatic diseases are coming to a doctor's office regularly. A, a, we don't have uh, much concerns about COVID-19 recently. However, the vaccination, speaking of vaccination, uh, the ja Japanese government a, had a contract with some pharmaceutical company to import vaccine, a, but a, Next week, we, we are starting a vaccination to a medical staff. So maybe the, the patients or the elderly population, uh, the early April, they will start to, to receive vaccination. So a, the vaccination schedule is a little bit behind uh, 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 compared to the uh, uh, United States or United Kingdom or uh, even China or Australia. Okay. And you're going to have all the different vaccines available or the Japanese government ordered just the AstraZeneca or the Pfizer? Uh, a, now the government is importing Pfizer vaccine and they had a contract with AstraZeneca and Moderna also. And some okay. Japanese pharmaceutical company is, uh, uh, has a license uh, to, to produce vaccine from the Moderna or some other uh, vaccine uh, companies. So it'll all happen. So it sounds good. And it's even better that uh, the, effect, the effect hasn't been too bad for you guys. So let's talk a bit about this study. Very mm -hmm. interesting for a number of reasons, particularly because you've got the 7.5 milligram dose, which we don't right. have. So can I just ask you what's happening with the JAKs in general in Japan? Has the TOFA oral surveillance press release affected things yeah. badly. <laughs> and where does UPA sit in the 
prescribing in Japan as far as all the jacks are concerned? Uh, as it is uh, always uh, that uh, the Japanese patient or Japanese physician are very much uh, concerned about the safety signal, particularly for new drugs. Uh, so as a result, not only JAK inhibitor, but also biological agent, uh, the initially uh, they are very much a uh, concern to start new drugs. Uh, so it is also true for tofacitinib, uh, but uh, for seven years, a uh, post-marketing surveillance for all cases for tofacitinib users. Uh, we now know that the, the instance of adverse events, uh, so that that is uh, tolerable and that is comparable uh, to uh, the biological agent, so that the, the perception is uh, uh, well understood, uh, not only for a rheumatologist and uh, a patient. However, the recent a, a press release from the Pfizer uh, shocked us. <laughs> uh, because, uh, as you know, uh, there is some uh, signal, uh, the positive signal for tofacitinib compared to uh, anti-TNF uh, for malignancy and mace. In Japan, we also uh, looked at the some a, a signal uh, that is higher for tofacitinib compared to uh, etanacept. But the, the patient population for tofa and the patient population for Etanacept is quite different, so that we could not uh, directly compare the population A. Uh, so we could not uh, draw the conclu conclusion A, uh, uh, which is a uh, safer or which is a uh, uh, much much uh, risk uh, for sure. particularly for malignancy and severe infection. Sure. And you've got you've got pefacitinib. You must have four jacks or five jacks available. Five jacks. So and how are they doing in the market? Have, have they got significant market share? And, and how does UPA fit into that picture? Uh, the new ones are now a, a going up. The TOFA and then, then Bari, uh, followed by PEFI and UPA, the last three, the, uh, the Filgotinib. And uh, the Bari Sitinib sales is uh, going up and followed by a UPA the Sitinib, maybe. The PEFI sure. is a local drug, so that the, the sales is a, a little bit slow. The, the basically, the, the rate of a new drug is a slow in Japan, anyway. Okay. okay, so that's good. So let's talk about this trial. <clears throat> it's a population we're not allowed to treat methotrexate-naive straight that's with the jack. Is it the yep. same in Japan? Do you have to fail? some conventional methotrexates before you get to a jack? Uh, yes, that is uh, our guideline that uh, the, the, the initial uh, drug is a methotrexate or uh, the conventional synthetic DMART. If you fail to MTXO or CSDMART, then uh, you can uh, use the, the biological agent or jack inhibitors. Okay, so tell us a little bit about the select early trial, please. Mm -hmm. Selectory, as you know, that this is uh, the, 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 the test to the upadacitinib uh, and MTX in MTX naive population, basically. Uh, the, all of the, the, the patients are the MTX naive, but uh, we can allow the uh, three weekly dose, doses of MTX. Uh, so uh, as a result, 60-80% uh, of the patients uh, are, are, are used uh, MTX 
but uh, no more than a, a three weekly doses. And there is a population that basically MTX naive to test leopardacitinib or MTX monotherapy, all monotherapy. And in Japan, what is the rules again with methotrexate? I think it was just increased a little. What is the sort of top dose that you use? Yes, a, as you know, the max top dose of MTX approved in Japan is only 60 milligrams per week. So as a result, in this a, a selectory trial, uh, we are starting MTX 7.5 milligrams per week, a titrated up to 15 milligrams per week. Okay, excellent, thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, the primary endpoints and the secondary endpoints in this study, please. Yes, a particularly for a PMDA definition of a primary endpoint, the ACR20 at week 12 and a, the change from the baseline of modified total sharp score at week 24. Uh, the, the both ACR20 and MTSS is a co-primary endpoint. And the patient population, what were they like, the, the demographics at the baseline, mostly seropositive, the duration of disease was not very long. Yes, that's right. The seropositivity, yes. Uh, the, the inclusion criteria is uh, required for the both rheumatoid factor and CCP, or one more than one erosion on X-ray, a plus a CRP, a more than 0.5 milligram per deciliter. Uh, so that is the inclusion criteria. Uh, as a result, more than 80% of the patient had uh, had uh, seropositive, seropositive. And about 45% already on baseline steroids. Um, so, an active disease, 16 swollen joints and, and uh, mean hacks of 1.4. So, they had active disease. So, tell us, tell us what uh, um, the differences between the groups on effect on your primary endpoint, please. Uh, uh, the primary yes. endpoint is, uh, uh, it's very clear that the, the uparacitinib monotherapy is superior to MTX mono in terms of the ACR20 at week 12 and the change from baseline in MTSS at week 24 is very clear that th that is very important. Uh, the change from baseline in MTSS is significantly better for uparacitinib 15 milligram and Upadocetinib 30 milligram, but not Upa 7.5 in Japanese population. Right. So that's but it was, sorry, it was interesting that there wasn't a big difference at ACR 20 at week 12 between the Upa doses. That's right. However, the joint destruction is better for Upa 15 and 30, but not 7.5. Right. It's interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. So everybody always says, um, talks about the DAS score. What were the outcomes with the DAS? Mm -hmm. Yes, a, the, uh, in this uh, trial, the secondary endpoint included the proportion of low disease activity and remission defined by dust-20 CRP, SDI or CDI. 
And when you looked at the DAS28CRP low disease activity, MTX showed 80%, whereas the UPA 7.5, 69, and UPA 15, 78, UPA 30, 79. So that the UPA 7.5, and 30, all UPA monotherapy showed superior compared to MTX mono. That is not only for LDA by DAS28, it is also true for DAS remission, SDI LDA remission, CDI LDA remission. All of the LDA and remission status by DAS, SDI, CDI, uh, upadacitinib monotherapy showed superior a result compared to MTX, even with 7.5 milligram. And you saw a clear dose response then across the doses, 7.5, 15, and 30. So that's an interesting uh, finding. And we should always look at C-dye in mm -hmm. patients on JAX because of the effect on CRP and ESR. That's Very right. Good. So yep. a clear dose response across them. But 7.5 um, wasn't, wasn't too bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Excellent. And what about safety? Because that's one of the biggest issues and we worry about Zoster in the Japanese population. So what did you see in safety? Uh, so speaking about herpes zoster instance is uh, lower for 7.5 compared to 15, but there is no big difference between 15 and 30 in Japanese population. Right. So when you, when you looked at the, the opportunistic infection, again, the 7.5, the lowest, the 15, a middle and 30, the higher for opportunistic infection. So dose response, even for safety, we always look at anemia as uh -huh. a way of loss of jack cell activity. Did you yeah. see some anemia with the 30 milligram dose? Uh, yes, uh, the, the uh, anemia, the greater, the, the grade three, uh, more than a grade three uh, uh, anemia, the level of hemoglobin is uh, much more lower for upadacitinib 30. That is 12% compared to 7% for upadacitinib 15. That is a significantly higher uh, anemia for UPA 30. So again, that just suggests that even though these drugs are selective, if you push the dose, perhaps you start losing selectivity. Very interesting. Maybe, uh, but, yeah. But no real MACE or VTE signal in a, in a very short trial with small numbers, hey? Yes, uh, that is lucky for Japanese patients. The BMI is lower and uh, the, the, the MACE incidence in the general population is lower than a uh, Western world. Uh, as a result, there is no big difference for MACE in Japanese population. What about VTE that we all worry about? Uh, VTE, uh, no, nothing. So Excellent. that is okay for Japanese RA particularly. Perfect. So we saw, a, um, we saw a dose response for efficacy. We saw a dose response for uh, effect on radiological prevention of progression and even a dose response for safety. So what doses is going to be used in Japan, do you think? 7.5 uh, or 15? Not only clinical response, but also the, the inhibition of joint disruption 
the 50 milligram is at the best dose, right. particularly compared to uh, a, a, the, uh, when we uh, consider about the, the clinical response, uh, that is not so big difference uh, uh, between uh, 7.5 and 15 uh, for a dust or CDI low disease activity remission rate. The numerically, the 15 is better than 7.5. As a result, the 15 it may be the, the optimal, the best dose. It's a nice blend of safety and efficacy. Very good. So how do you think the Japanese population study of Select Early compares to the international results? Very similar or different? Yeah, I think it's similar, but to the, the clinical response is uh, that is always the higher for Japanese patients compared to the, the Western world. Uh, for example, the ACR 205070, uh, or does a, a, a CDI LDA or emission rate is 10% uh, higher for Japanese RA. Right. And however, uh, however the joint destruction is much more uh, worse for Japanese RA. It's very interesting. <laughs> you did pick a very um, at-risk population with That's right. lots of CRP, baseline erosion, seropositivity. So that might yeah. explain that. So similar results across the board. Some nice safety data, even though short-term study. Uh, mm -hmm. Any take-home messages for, um, for the practicing clinician from your study? Uh, if you can consider some comorbidity uh, such as the, 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 the renal dysfunction or liver dysfunction. And that is uh, the major uh, pathway to, to excrete the JAK inhibitors. Uh, such a patient with uh, some co comorbidities, uh, you can reduce the dose of uh, upadacitinib 15 to 7.5. So even though uh, you use the lower dose of uh, upadacitinib, the clinical efficacy is uh, comparable uh, uh, to, to 15 milligram. Uh, however, you uh, should be careful about the progression of joint uh, destruction. Uh, there is a message. The side effect is uh, maybe a herpes zoster or opportunistic infection is lower for 7.5 compared to 15. Uh, that is uh, the, the feedback from Japanese sub-analysis sub for a uh, selectary. Excellent. Now, if things were all cost neutral, so the cost wasn't in this, <laughs> and in the future, do you think you would start your patients on a jack like UPA or on methotrexate like the guidelines say, if you didn't have to worry about cost? Yeah, if we can neglect the cost issue, uh, then maybe the efficacy point of view the uh, JAK inhibitor mono is a very good option, uh, particularly for uh, achieving remission or at least low disease activity at week 24. That is the, the, the T2T strategy. So that sounds very interesting and promising for the future when some of these drugs will be off patent, not too far into the future. Mm. And we might have new choices not driven by cost. <laughs> Yeah, so we thank do you. thank you so much for your time. We know uh, how busy you are. Um, this has been the CSF Author Interview Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this paper 
and others uploaded to the CSF website this month. You can get detailed slide sets available in the publication section at cytokinesignaling.com. Please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts from. Please tell a friend about the podcast to listen in and let us know what you think. We always love some feedback. So thank you, Professor Tom. That's been very, very helpful and we appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Peter Nash. Thank Sayonara. you. Thank you.